1: Curtis Lewa! Curtis Lea, Rip and Reed. Check this out. This is the Rip and Reed, featuring Curtis Lea. About- now
2: to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Leewa This is the Rip and Reed.
1: Oh God! Do I have to apologize again to all of our listeners for uh, this Mike Slater who came on before us talking about Kwanzaa. Please, please know your audience, schmuck butts. Oh man, what do I need? Decent headphones? Would you tell somebody uh, I need a decent pair of cans here? My God, this headphones aren't even working. The hell, we got a. Let's see, we got a. Oh, we got a microphone here that was falling off its stanchion. We got masking tape. We had a podcast who was just on for 15 minutes, Mike Slater. Because Bill O'Reilly, God forbid, we have somebody decent on in his absence. Oh, it might reflect uh, uh, poorly on him. And then before that, with uh, Ryan Kilmeade show, he had a guy, it sounded like he was on junior high school radio. Uh, Look at it. They're searching around here for one pair of working headphones. This is incredible. It's like a search and find mission here. You know, we're not trying to find the Viet Cong in the, in the Delta Marsh area. No, no, stay right there, Diego. We'll make this work. Let them run around like chickens without a head. Mud on my. Well, ladies and gentlemen, let's forge on because uh, even though I'm impaired here, I do apologize to all of you for the last two hours and 15 minutes. ...of radio that is beneath the standards of the number one news talk station in the nation. You know, people take vacations, fine. I don't. But they should have people who are top shelf five-star filling in. God forbid Ryan Kilmeade or Bill O'Reilly. Oh, if we get anybody worthwhile, they may not want us back. Oh, my God! Anyway, let's push you on because um, yesterday... We heard the mayor of Buffalo. By the way, a very interesting character. I'm going to go into it momentarily, all the similarities he has with our mayor, Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, who now has earned a new moniker, a uh, a new nickname, Out of Town Adams. But he finally came to the realization that there were looters in his city of Buffalo while they were digging out dead bodies, frozen in the tundra. Across the street, there were people on snowmobiles who were passing by with sacks of loot after they had just foraged in stores. They call it foraging instead of looting. For what they said were items that they needed to survive. Taking a page out of AOC, all out crazy, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, leader of the Democratic Socialists of America, the justice warriors who said, people loot because they need a loaf of bread, not... So anyway, here was uh, Mayor of Buffalo, Byron Brown, discussing what we had discussed 24 hours ago. The systemic looting in both the streets of East Buffalo that I'm familiar with and
2: West Buffalo. He verified what had transpired. They're not looting foods and medicines. They're just looting items that they want. So these aren't even people in distress. These are people that are taking advantage of a natural disaster and the suffering of many in our community to take what they want. So how come there was no order
1: to shoot if they loot? How come police officers couldn't even get down side streets, nor could the fire department? They couldn't get their way down because of the four-foot-plus snow as the Arctic, uh, what they called, uh, bomb continued to uh, lay siege to Buffalo. In fact, they haven't had a blizzard of that magnitude since 1977. How come none of that was done? Well, let me tell you something. (laughs) Uh, If it had been... uh, Uh, If it had been Florida, uh, let's play what DeSantis in Florida would have said under such circumstances, even though he's not going to face a blizzard, he's faced hurricanes. Notice the different change, the different terminology.
3: The other thing that we're concerned about, particularly in those areas that were really hard hit, is, you know, we want to make sure we're maintaining law and order. Uh, don't even think about looting, don't even think about taking advantage of people in this vulnerable uh, situation. And so local law enforcement is involved in, in, in monitoring that. You know, I told Kevin, if the state needs to help as well, uh, because yeah, you can have people you know, bringing boats into some of these islands and trying to ransack people's homes. Um, I can tell you, in the state of Florida, uh, you never know what may be lurking behind somebody's home. And I would not want to chance that if I were you, given that we're a Second Amendment state.
1: Yeah, that's good old Florida. I'm telling you, you see a looter, come on your property, shoot him. But all that the mayor of Buffalo, Byron Brown, could say is "Oh, so horrible. They weren't stealing items of necessity like medicine and food. Please. This is a city guy. I'm going to give you his bio in a second. But on that note, he signed off uh, talking about how Buffalo is strong and New York is strong.
2: Buffalo strong, uh, New York State strong, getting a lot of support from across New York State.
1: Yeah, well, let me tell you something. You're not strong, you're weak, and so is New York State. That's why so many people have fled New York State more than any other state in the United States and the number one state in terms of population increase for the first time in 65 years is Florida. And that was one of the re- reasons why DeSantis believes in stand your ground to make sure that if you loot, they shoot. Such a different attitude than we take in New York. But then Byron Brown, the mayor, originally from Queens, New York, not far from Eric Adams, swagger man, and now out of town uh Adams uh, Grew up in Queens. But here's what he had to say about all the help that he was getting across New York State.
4: Knowing how important education is, I say this all the time, if you don't educate, you'll
2: incarcerate.
1: No, 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 no. Remember, uh, you're hitting Buffalo Man number
2: four. We are Buffalo Strong and we're getting great support uh, from across the state. We are Buffalo Strong and we're getting great support uh, from across the state. Uh, uh, Rochester has provided personnel. I uh, thank uh, Mayor Malik Evans. Uh, we've heard from Syracuse Mayor Ben Walsh, who has offered support. Um, uh, uh, Mayor Sean uh, Patterson Howard for, from Mount Vernon. We've heard from our U.S. Senators, uh, Senator Schumer, Senator Gillibrand. Uh, we've heard from the Attorney General, um, uh, Letitia James. And today uh, I was with Governor Hochul. When the governor received a call from President Biden, letting her know that her request uh, for an emergency declaration uh, would be signed by the president right away.
1: Well, he mentioned everybody but Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, out of town Adams. Everybody, Even the mayor in Mount Vernon sent up support for Buffalo. And while Eric Adams was in Jamaica on vacation, that's right, he was right in Montego Bay with Cardi B and the other rappers. And our media has not questioned him at all because his complexion is his protection, and the majority of the media here are McWhitey Whiteys. Oh, we don't want to ask him the question. How come you skipped town, knowing that this uh, cyclone bomb of a storm was going to hit our area? Well, guess who did him a solid on Saturday when she should have been out in Buffalo, her backyard? Kathy Crimewave Wave Holcomb was in Albany. And instead of going right to Buffalo, there already was having people reported dead from freezing, from not being able to survive the frost, never mind the enormous snows. She gets in her helicopter and she leaves Albany at about 9.14 in the morning. Instead of going out to Buffalo or Erie County or Rochester to then work her way over, where did she come? Down to Floyd Bennett Field. That's right, you're hearing it first here, ladies and gentlemen. No other media outlet has reported it. She comes down to Floyd Bennett Field. She then is whisked over to the Golden Maple Academy, which is on like Beach 56th Street in far Rockaway. She doesn't stop in the west end of the Rockaways that got clobbered. Doesn't go to Breezy Point. Doesn't go to Naponset. Doesn't go to uh, Bell Harbor. Doesn't go to Rockaway Beach. Doesn't stop by and have a cup of coffee with Sid Rosenberg, who was underwater. Doesn't go to Broad Channel, which was underwater, or Howard Beach. She didn't want to deal with all those white folks that were pissed off and would have been screaming at her, that's why Zeldon should be governor. You be which rhymes with which... So she goes over here to the Golden Maple Academy and she has uh, Congressman Meeks with her and Donovan, the Queensboro president. It's all residents of Far Rockaway, predominantly black, black and Hispanic. Quick press conference, spends all of about an hour and a half, two hours max. And then she's back in the helicopter and she goes back to Albany instead of being in Buffalo, where she should have been. She did this as a favor to Eric Adams who was out of time. In fact, she spent more time in the helicopter going back and forth to uh, Albany than she did with her boots on the ground. Imagine, she's driving past, driving past, right, from Floyd Bennett Field, right? She comes to Floyd Bennett Field, right, Flatbush Avenue. Driving past, waving the Sid, sorry, can't stop there in Bell Harbor, can't stop in the Ponzi No, 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 not going to go over... uh not going to go over to Broad Channel. No, 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 no. Not going to go to Howard Beach. Oh, man, these people, they, they, they'll be screaming at me. Instead, go right over to the beginning of Far Rockaway, about Beach 56th Street, to the Golden Maple Academy, and talks about how she's going to help. Notice, uh, when uh, Byron Brown was talking, the mayor of Buffalo, he mentioned almost every mayor along the New York State Thruway, including in Mount Vernon, sending help. We didn't send bupkis, we sent ugots. And let me tell you something about Byron Brown. He's a crook, fifth-term mayor, but he's not one of their own crooks. He wasn't birthed in Buffalo along Lake Erie. The reason he ended up staying in Buffalo is like a lot of folks from downstate, he went to Buffalo State, and he decided to set up shop there. But he was born and raised in Hollis, Queens, just a few blocks from Eric Adams. That's right. His uh, parents were from the Caribbean island of Montserrat. Go ahead, knock yourself out, and see if you can find that on the map. Uh, he grew up right there on 200th Street between 100th and 104th Avenue. He went to PS 134 in Hollis, Queens. You remember already. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is so funny. Junior high school, 109. And then he went to August Martin High School. Right in at Baisley Pond Park. I mean, that's rough and tough. And then he goes to uh, Buffalo State. So he had the same background and grew up just like Eric Adams. Eric Adams said, oh, I was a Mets fan. Byron Brown said he was a Mets fan. Uh, Eric Adams said he was a Knicks fan. Byron Brown said that he was a Knicks fan. And yet... One brother to another brother didn't squat. Why? Because he was out of town. He was out of town, Adams. Imagine how ashamed we are to all be that Buffalo is under snow, 28 dead, more to be found. They're looting all over the place as snowmobiles are going up and down in the hood. They stole the snowmobiles. They're breaking into all kinds of stores while on one side of the block, The emergency services crews are extricating people who died in the snow. They were frozen solid. And on the other side of the block, they're waving at the cameras as they go live at 5. As they're throwing trash cans through the window, it's like a scene out of Do the Right Thing. When they busted Danny Aiello's pizza parlor and went nuts. How sad. Can I hear what Byron Brown said about... uh, uh, Buffalo strong, New York strong. Can I hear that, please, uh, Diego? Please.
2: Buffalo strong, uh, New York state strong, getting a lot of support from across New York state.
1: Not from New York City. Not from Eric Adams, who has now earned uh, a nickname, uh, out-of-town Adams, in addition to Swagger Man with no plan. By the way, later on in this broadcast, uh, surprise, surprise, surprise. He gave himself a year and report card. He gave himself a B plus. That's the same grade he gave comrade Bill de Blasio, the part-time mayor, the dope from Park Slope, in the final debate I had with him at Channel 7 when we were asked what grade would you give the departing Bill de Blasio. I said F. Should have been F-. And he said B+. Well, well, well you got it. Don't go anywhere. You're going to hear this. From... So what he's essentially saying is he's no better than Bill de Blasio. Because this schmuck forgot what he said in that debate. Like, he forgets almost everything. But his complexion is his protection. Has anyone in the media said, hey, by the way, you gave Bill de Blasio a B-plus. Does that mean you know better than Bill de Blasio? We'll get into that. You don't want to go anywhere. And, oh, up next, (laughs) George Santos, who has lied about everything in his life. I don't even believe his name is George Santos anymore.
2: To the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa.
3: Curtis doesn't know about you, but he rips and reads.
2: This is the Rip and Read.
1: Can you think of any better song as a lead-in to talk to this con man, total fraud from the tip of his nose to the tip of his toes? George Santos. Everybody's talking about him. His opponent, Zimmerman. Oh, man, what a weak one, right? He was on this morning here with John Katsimatidis. Oh, we spent money doing negative research. Hey, you schmuck, you idiot. You could have hit the Google button on this guy and it would have all come up. The fraudulent background of what he is now calling resume embellishment. (laughs) So, when the Who came up with this classic song, they might as well have put a picture of George Santos next to it, who claimed that A, he was a Republican. True. That might be the only thing true about the guy. I don't even believe his name. He said he was gay. Huh, I don't think so. He was married to a woman when he first ran for office against Swazi and lost, barely lost. Uh, won on election night, same uh, election night of uh, Trump and Biden. 2020, but lost on the paper count, absentee. Then came back and beat the weak one, Zimmerman. I mean, Zimmerman, you look at him, he, he's, he's a pisser. He's a schmendrick. Right? Zimmerman. <laughs> what an idiot. Oh, my God, how could you have not? All you had to do is hit the Google button, Zimmerman. You raised how many millions of dollars? Anyway, I digress, because last night on the roundtable discussion with John Katsimatidis and uh, in studio, his many guests, uh, he had an opportunity to do the very first uh, interview with a man who has been in hiding in the witness protection program ever since the New York Times, the old gray lady cold busted him. And I believe everything that the New York Times wrote about him. So, hey, this is not about politics. This is about this guy's a fraud and a con. And I, oh, Republicans, you can't say that. Look at all the frauds on the other side. Democrats, you're right about that. Well, let me tell you something straight up before we go to the cuts. If a man or woman were trying to become a police officer and they have to submit to a background check, any of the lies that he perpetuated... Would have removed them from any consideration. So, to become a cop, you can't become a cop, but you could become a U.S. Senator, a congressman. You could become Joe Biden, who lies every week. Oh, by the way. <laughs> oh, oh, Sanchez out there in Brooklyn. Oh, oh, I came from a poor, impoverished Jewish uh, family. In the meantime, her mother's screaming, the state senator. What are you talking about? You're lying. That's not, that's her own mother ratted her up. Well, she should be sat. It's the choice of the people. Well, guess what? The people didn't know anything about this when it came to George Santos. Not the first time around against Swazi, running for that uh, North Shore district that includes uh, parts of Whitestone, Queens. And they didn't know anything about this when he was running against Zimmerman the second time, the one he won. So he begins by telling uh, John Katsimatidis and the crew here and the 5 o'clock roundtable discussion. That it is just simply a question of him embellishing his resume.
3: In in these times is when you really know who has your back. And I have had an immense amount of support. And I really want to thank each and every person. And I want to make sure that if I disappointed anyone by resume embellishment, I'm sorry.
1: Resume embellishment. Well, guess what? I don't have your back, pal. I don't have your back at all. You got to go. You should do what Anthony Weiner did in Congress when he resigned. Remember, he resigned because he was lying. He was lying. They hadn't gotten him on anything yet, but he was clearly lying, and he left, exited stage. left. You could exit stage, right? But you won't, because what do you continue to do?
3: You blame it on Reporters. Just like they nitpicked at me, now it's going to be my time to nitpick at both journalists who made it their mission to slander me across this country and across the world. And let's see what happens at the end. But the one thing is, I will be sworn in. I will take office.
1: Can you imagine blaming it on the reporters? He has provided no documentation to dispute anything that the New York Times first reported that was then reported by the forward that has then been reported by other publications because they're all over this guy. They, We don't even know if this is his real name. We don't know if he's gay or straight. We don't know anything about this guy. And then John asked him the question that could get him into legal hot water, potentially
3: criminal hot water. Follow the money.
1: The $700,000 you put into the election, was that
5: your money?
3: That is the money of that I've paid myself through my company, the Volder Organization Wow, did he do a dance on that one. Could you
1: play that one more time? Listen to him because there's no doubt he did not do this interview by himself. There was somebody in that room, probably you know giving him instructions on a chalkboard or whatever how to answer because this this is the precarious water. Where did he get the money? That he self-invested into his campaign, the $700,000. The $700,000 you put into the election, was that your money?
3: That is the money of that I've paid myself through my company, the Volder Organization.
1: Uh, it's not his money. Hell no, it's not his money. And let me tell you what's going to cause him problems. He ran a charity, like I run a nonprofit charity, the Guardian Angels. Uh, it'll be 44 years on February 13, 1979. Part of what we do is care for animals. As you know all know, we do the Animal Welfare Hour. Nancy, my wife, and I, uh, Sundays from 11 to 12. And we have to raise money to go out there and to help uh, animals in need, as we've been doing for years. He raised money. He's not a 501c3. He's not a nonprofit. And I'll bet you he went to a bunch of older women who care about animals, even more so they care about sometimes their own children, grandchildren, definitely their husbands. (laughs) And he probably milked them and probably played on their heartstrings and talked about all the things he was going to do to help the animals. So look, Uh, My records uh, as a guardian angel nonprofit are out there for the public. If you are a nonprofit registered with Tish James, yes, you have to be registered with the attorney general. It's public record. Anybody has a record. They can see what you took in and what you spent. And they have a right for that because remember, people can write off their contributions on their taxes. So Tish James is going to do not even a deep dive. All all you got to do, you don't. Get on the diving board on this. You just put your toes in the water. He's a fake nonprofit. He probably raised a lot of money from some gullible, probably older woman who thought that he was, you know, St. Francis of Assisi. Oh, he couldn't be St. Francis of Assisi because, remember, he declared himself to be a Jew initially. And then he told the New York Post in his first newspaper interview— that he was Jew hyphen-ish. He's not a Jew. But I I don't know. I I wish Anthony Weiner would have asked him this question instead of the other question he asked him yesterday on the 5 o'clock
3: roundtable discussion of John Katsimatidis. I will deliver to you on everything I campaigned on because it's still the same guy, still the same message, still the same priorities.
5: Yeah, you're the same. I give you a lot of credit for... Hold
3: on you You're
1: still the same guy. You're still a liar. You're still a fraud. You're still a con. Notice he said that. Play that one again there, Diego, because he says, I'm still the same guy. Why would you say, I'm still the same guy? That same guy lied about everything on his resume. Play that same cut, please, again.
3: I will deliver to you on everything I campaigned on because it's still the same guy, still the same message, still the same priorities.
1: Still the same guy, right? He went into St. Rita's Parish in Long Island City and said to the Monsignore, my mother has died. She was a good Catholic, but I don't have the money for the wake or the funeral. Could you please help us, Padre? He passed the hat. In the interview, the priest said, and he took the hat with the money in it and left. Your own money, the money for your mother's waking funeral. What a shunder, what a disgrace, first animals and your own mother. Have you no shame, George Santos? And then Anthony Weiner, we should have asked him about how he called himself a Jew, hyphen-ish. Never heard of that term before. Decided, nah, he wasn't going to go for that, as I would have.
5: Yeah, you know, George, I give you a lot of credit for, for taking these questions and for coming on, and I said on my show that I thought you should be seated. But let me just ask you a couple of the specifics. You, you, did, did, were your grandparents Hungarian Jewish refugees that survived the Holocaust?
3: I never said they were Hungarian. My grand, my, so my grandmother. I'm sorry. Uh,
5: you, I'm sorry. I, I, Ukrainian. Ukrainian forgive me. Forgive
3: Ukraine. Me. So my grandfather Ukrainian descent. My grandmother Belgium. So that's the story. He goes from Ukraine to Belgium. They go to Brazil. So I'm so so re- entire life.
5: So reports that your grandparents were born in Brazil are wrong.
3: Well. I want to know where they're getting these reports from because I, all I see is a picture of somebody who they're alleging is either my great-grandfather or my great-great-grandfather and you're saying that a French genealogist did the research. No, I'm
5: I I'm that I'm I'm, I'm asking you. Are you saying your 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 grandparents were not born in Brazil?
3: Well, to the best of my knowledge, to to the best of my understanding, no they weren't.
1: Oh my god. Oh my God! He wants to sit in Congress. I would put him in old Sparky, right in Ossining and Sing Sing and spark up old Sparky and give him the death penalty. He took money from animals and he took money in the judge's like stealing from the pool box for his mother's funeral and wake that she didn't need it. Anyway, then Anthony zeroed in because he had said that four of his employees were lost in the carnage of the Pulse. Gay nightclub, remember down in Orlando.
5: Did the people did anyone who worked for you perish in the Pulse Nightclub shooting?
3: That worked for me directly? No, but we did have people who were being hired to work for the company at the time who during I was in Florida during the Pulse Nightclub shooting at a at another uh nightclub that same evening, not too far away. But yes, we did lose four people who were going to be coming to work for the company no, that was starting from- up in Orlando.
1: Now, simply doing a Google check, Republicans, shame on you. You never did a background check on your candidate, which is normal. Or maybe you did and you realized it was too late because now he had insulated himself as being gay, Hispanic, and Jewish, of which he is probably not any of the three. We know he's Portuguese, so he's not Hispanic. We know he's not Jewish. And there's a pretty damn good chance he's not gay either, all right? So he insulated himself because now if you said, oh, well, we can't go with you, oh, you're homophobic, you hate Latinos, and you're ha- yeah, and you're neo-Nazis, right? So they couldn't touch him. And then this the schmuck Zimmerman comes on, right? <laughs> Little piss shit. We spent twenty thousand dollars doing negative research. Hey, all you had to do was hit the Google button. This was not difficult to do. Yeah, but we didn't have the resources to go to Brazil. You didn't have to go to Brazil. You just go where he said he lived. And the landlady said, never saw him before in our life. (laughs) I mean, come on. Oh, my God, the excuse. Oh, not our job, not our job, not our job. And then while all this is going on, the Archdiocese of New York City, right, which uh, has window shades on their eyes and cotton balls in their mouth, are now having to answer for how they didn't know that Reverend Louis Giganti, member of organized crime, the Genovese crime family. Yeah, that's right. He was the padre to the Genovese crime family. Everybody know that. He put a collar on. He'd be walking around with his brother Vinnie the... Vinny Giganti. swore. Oh, no, he's who He's not in control of his mental or physical faculties. Guess what? Eventually, before Judge Weinstein, uh, Vinnie the Chin that was all an act. And he went out and he said, oh, there's no such thing as the mafia. That's an aberration, right? Because he had a collar on it. They were, oh, good, good, good priest. And then all of a sudden, the Times, again, the New York Times asked him, not the archdiocese because they had window shades on their eyes and cotton balls in their ears. Uh, Reverend Giganti, did you take a vow of poverty? This is 1981. He said, people think I don't get paid and that I'm a saint for doing it that's their problem. So he outwardly acknowledges he's no saint. He's in it for the money. He's over at the uh, pastorage of Saint Athanasius in the South Bronx, and he's living two lives. He has a son with a wife up in Westchester, and every day before he goes to the South Bronx to get more money, right, to steal, he puts a collar on. He walks out, hey, there's Father Giganti the archdiocese knew this all of a sudden the spokesperson the other day said bla, 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 just like his brother well, we didn't know everybody knew come on stop the lies and he bequeathed to his son seven million dollars where'd he get seven million dollars huh? cut of the action from his brother Vinny the chin gigante and the genovese crime family. I mean, you know every organization needs um, clergy so I'm sure he was available for all of their funerals and burials. Also for the enemy when they get whacked by the Genovese seats there. Uh, hey, I'll do the eulogy. Yeah, right, right. What a stand-up guy. Man, let me tell you something. You talk about the Democrats and Republicans uh foistering, frauds, cons, liars. Look at the Archdiocese of the city of New York. He's up there in the Bronx, right? And uh, we didn't know anything about this. They knew everything about this, and they did nothing. And I've been broadcasting this for so long, and they would tell oh, Curtis, "He's a liar. He's a liar." And then there were two charges filed against him for perving on a ten-year-old boy and a ten-year-old girl. Still, in state supreme court, who should the payout be from? The archdiocese? Well, they're going to go bankrupt with all the perv priests they have. Maybe it should come from the bequeathment of $7 million to the son that everybody knew that he had as he was living openly in Westchester walking around with the collar on his neck like he had it like that. You, Gigante, will burn in hell.
2: Now, to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Sliwa. I like to be
1: in America. Okay by me in
3: America. Everything free in America.
1: Uh, remember the tents? At Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, and now out of town, Adams uh, had constructed in Orchard Beach had it taken down, and then on Randall's Island. We see where they've ended up, down next to the airport in El Paso, as the federal government builds a compound to process what is expected to be upwards of a hundred thousand illegals pouring across. Once Title 42 uh, is no longer active, and that's what Joe Biden and the Biden administration is urging, we should—we don't need Title 42 anymore, so they're going to be bum-rushing. And they're going to just process them, put them on the buses, and then guess what? Next stop, the way York! <laughs> and you know who's going to be greeting them there? It's the puppy chulo. Who's your daddy? It's Chuck Schumer, right? The schmuck, the putz, because he says to all of you out there... Take off the condoms, the marital contraceptions. You're just not procreating enough. That's why we need the illegals. Now more than ever, we're short of workers. Uh, We have a population that is not reproducing it on its own with the same level that it used to. The only way we're going to have a great future in America is if we welcome and embrace immigrants, the Dreamers, and all of them. Because our ultimate goal is to help the Dreamers, but get a path to citizenship for all 11 million or however many undocumented there are here. Well, how many there are, right? Millions, right? And then, like a tag team, Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, plus his new nickname, don't forget it, Out of Town Adams. Still will not explain why he was in Jamaica for three days. He just... Will not respond to the McWhitey Whitey press corps. But anyway, this is what he had to say a few weeks ago about all the illegals that he embraces and wants and desires based on his conversations initially with his Democratic colleague, the mayor of El Paso.
4: Let's have immediate- translation services to assist that people can have access to the services that are already available. We have to expand uh, NYC care to make sure everyone has health care. We need to make sure we have proper translation services in our schools so that we can start building out the future as well. We are going to fulfill our moral and legal obligation to house everyone that enters uh, New York City uh, that is what we have done and that is what we will continue to do
1: by the way I wonder if Eric Adams who was away in Jamaica with Cardi B and the hip-hop monsters for three days while we were getting clobbered especially uh, Razy Point the Ponset Bell Harbor oh yeah that's where uh, Sid lives right uh, <laughs> Howard Beach and Broad Channel has he been there yet Has he? of course not of course not and, in fact, uh, he decided he would sit down with pen in hand and give himself a year-end grade. He gave himself a B plus. I would have loved being able to grade myself in school all the years that I would be given my report card. And I would try with the whiteout and then the ink pen to try to change the D to a B and get cold busted. Uh, here's Eric Adams. He forgot that in my last debate against him in the general election— He gave Bill de Blasio a B-plus, the same grade he gave himself.
4: Knowing how important education is, I say this all the time. If you don't educate, you'll incarcerate. Uh, What he has done with pre-K and 3K laid the groundwork of what I would like to build on. Because I believe uh, education is pregnancy through profession. I think that was a real success. And I will also look at the municipal ID program. Many people were not accessing services because they did not have proper identification. If I were to look at where I believe we could have done better, clearly homelessness. I believe we could have done a better job with homelessness and finding inefficiencies in our agencies. Cities are based on the success of agencies with two silos. We're hemorrhaging too much money, and I want to turn that around. I would give him a B plus um, as a grade.
1: So he gave himself a B-plus, so he's no better than de Blasio. And remember how the reporters would always cut me off. I went crazy on the stage. Did B you plus say B-plus? B plus? We have a B-plus and
2: an F. Thank That's you, That's social
1: gentlemen. promotion at its worst. All right. thank you, it's Mr. Guys, been a disaster, and you've been his Dave, partner. You've been his uh, teammate. Dave Evans, a you have a disaster ex- in Brooklyn. Well, thank it's you, Mr. They would cut off my microphone. Thank God they don't cut off my microphone here at WABC, because up next... My brother in solidarity, Dominic Carter, the live and local radio now continues.